So what happened right before you're hearing this verbal thing I'm saying is Josh and I record over the internet, the interwebs of things, and there's lag sometimes. That's just the the way it is. And yeah. <laughs> speed of light is what it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not not as fast as it used to be. No. You know, there's a lot of things that I would try to throw off our cadence. And honestly, a lot of people are trying to find the new cadence or is like, is this going to not lag anymore? Will this lag? And this is kind of like people say the new normal, but it's really like the new non normal that we're dealing with right now. Right. Because I think it's going to change. It's ever changing. uh, And it's people are gotten used to this way now, but it's going to change again because people are going to get used to a different way of doing it. So. Why don't we riff on that a little bit? Just kind of talk about it. Um, it might be a good episode. Launch out onto the loop as we discuss the new, next, non-normal situation today on Curiosity Continuum. <laughs> Wherever we find ourselves. But, uh, yeah, whatever we Wherever we shall be, be what? it will be normal. <laughs> and there we are. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are, being the non-normal person that you are yeah <laughs> all right keep I'll this start part in keep this part in okay, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll start it off go hey everybody this is josh and this is brian welcome to the podcast for curiosity continuum curiosity continuum is an industry innovating non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation we are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiosityoutube.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. There's been a lot of terms lately that have talked about new normal, new next normal, next normal, whatever it is. But honestly, that tells you that you're trying to settle into something, you know. And uh, let me just open up by saying something as a kind of defining statement. Just because something's common doesn't make it normal. And so let's let's split that term right off the bat. Right. And also because just because you've gotten in a pattern of it doesn't make it normal. You know, humans are creatures of habit. I think even if it's a destructive thing, if we're used to doing it, we're going to do it until we're like outside force kind of acts on us. A lot of people have this, you know, if you think about this in a more dark term, if they have like addictions and things like that, like even though they might know they're bad for them, Mm -hmm. they still do them, you know. It's detrimental. And so the definition of normal doesn't mean your routine. And so it's important that we define that right off the bat for context about what have you considered normal? And because I guarantee you that your normal is very different than somebody else's normal, but it's common. Sure. I think like- It doesn't make you weird just because that's a different thing that somebody else is doing. Well, it probably does make you weird, but that's okay. (laughs) Makes you weird to somebody else. Yeah. You know, like I have my routine in the morning that I do, you know, this is, I, I floss and then I brush and like, then I brush my tongue, you know, I'm behind the veil here, folks. <laughs> Brian brushes his teeth. That's how his hair gets so nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I brush my teeth and look at this, my beautiful flowing mane of hair. Not really. Brian has a real routine, like a get up and go kind of routine. I'm just kind of like, I get out of bed, wipe a rag over my face. I'm pretty much good to go. I I will brush my teeth in the morning if I'm going to work. If not, I usually forget, and I'll end up brushing them in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> that's just how. Like this morning, like I've been out of work for about a week now, so 
I have not actually brushed my teeth in the morning anytime. I brush them at night usually. Um, if I forget in the morning, I'll usually just take some mouthwash or something because I'm just like, I'm not brushing <laughs> my teeth. <laughs> you know, one of the first times Josh and I went to a Chamber of Commerce meeting together, you know, I looked at him because he's like, I'm ready to roll. And I'm thinking to myself, would are you not even going to change your t-shirt for this meeting? You know, so what, He's like, nope, I'm good. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to let this be. <laughs> That's my wife too. Like, she'll be like, uh, are you true? Are you ready to go? Yep. Are you going to change that shirt? No, it's got a hole in it. So what? You know, it's only Walmart. <laughs> it's only Walmart. <laughs> like, I mean, I've done that going to like fancy things too. She'd be like, you need to change that shirt. I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know, my wife has, has talked to me about this. So like sometimes, well, a lot of times during, the week as I have meetings, I'll dress appropriately for the meeting. And today, if you meet somebody out for coffee or you're having that type of thing, you're not really like super like in a suit. Like I've never had a role except for the very early parts of my career that actually where I needed a suit. And obviously work culture has changed quite a bit where you don't need the business professional. Office culture. Yeah. has changed right. a lot. Yep. So what happens often is that I'll wear like a nicer shirt, you know, and I'll wear mm-hmm. jeans and different yeah. things. And when I kind of get out of work mode, I go into relaxing mode. So that's kind of like my normal. But if I'm going to take my wife out to dinner, sometimes she goes, could you try a little more? Now, I'm not like slobbing out all over the place. But when I'm like not in the meeting mode, I just go, oh, I can now wear the comfy pants. I don't have to wear jeans. I can wear a T-shirt and it can have a fun thing on the front or something. But I realize that like for her, she sees me do these things and it's not the normal for me to dress up for dates and I, I've right. become bad at that and I'm trying to get better at that. So it looks like I've tried cause I do care, but yeah, I don't really. So <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I only care about like what three people in the world think of me to be honest. I know, but that's why you don't go out to eat at fancy restaurants. Josh. <laughs> that's true. I don't. I, and I don't even remember the last time I was actually out to eat at a fancy restaurant with my wife. Like we were talking about this the other day that, and I don't think it has anything to do with COVID. We just never went out. I mean, the last time we went out, maybe like over almost two years ago. You got to make that happen, Josh. We just like, we'll just gotta like get something fancy to make at home. Like, oh, we'll get some lobster. We'll have lobster at home one night or something. Yeah. You know? But I mean. It's, it's good enough for me. Look, I was with you when you bought like the new dress shirt. So I know that you have something that you can wear. I this. have stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do have good clothes. I just don't feel the need to ever wear them you know so that's kind of like my normal so let's get back on track here and let's talk about the new non-normal less about josh and his uh slob habits (laughs) (laughs) when we talk about normal let's talk about what what you'd like your life to start looking like now look here's the deal there's a lot of things that are still to be determined sure and if you're waiting for that to happen to like well once this all shakes out I don't really think that we're going to see that anymore, especially in the next probably three to four years where people feel like anything is, quote, settled, right? I think people are trying to hang on to vestiges of things that were. I think people are now solidly beginning to understand, like, here's where we are today. And Josh and I often talk about adaptive expertise, like taking what you know and applying it in a new way. Exactly. This is now the opportunity to define. To actually do that. Yeah, and to make yeah. it your new non-normal. Like, it's not going to look like what it was, no. but it can be better. But it's inherently uncomfortable. People, it has been better. Like, people, a lot of people were forced into, like, a work-from-home situation. 
And a lot of people were actually forced to do it. Like I've talked to people who absolutely hated the idea of working from home. But once they were forced to do it and they figured they just kind of like relinquished to it, they found a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then if they had small children and a commute, all of a sudden they got all this extra time at home. So that might be, a, that's a good thing for a lot of people. You know, a bad thing for some people, but a good thing for a lot of people. Now, along with that is also productivity, which still incredibly remained high during the pandemic, but it turned into more asynchronous productivity. So I've talked to some friends in creative fields. People in creative fields were hit probably the hardest, I think, about this because think about having, you know, usually would have a meeting to discuss the thing, right? So you're discussing, like, let's say you're doing a video game. You're discussing this but now you have to have that meeting via Zoom, and then you have to have a series of emails to go along with that meeting. And maybe people aren't all on board at the same time. They're flexible work hours because you're working from home. So, you know, even though they're working, all working like one to four during the day, they might start work at five in the morning, or they might start work at, you know, 11 in the morning and work till seven at night. So there's a lot of like schedule coordinating that goes along with that. I think as a whole, it's turned out to be a good thing for a lot of people. Well, it forces so, you to reinvent yeah, how you do re- it. Reinvent yourself in a way that makes sense for your life. So instead of putting your work in the middle, you're putting your life in the middle and you work around that, which I think a lot of people found a new work-life balance, you know, which yeah. really helped them. Because I think a lot of people didn't realize how much time they were investing in their work. And I don't think they realized how compartmentalized it was right? and predicated on certain things, being physically in the office, being what, whatever it might be. Now, you know, if I see a dog walk through somebody's like video meeting, I don't think they're unprofessional. I think that that's their dog. Or if I see somebody right. else doing something like there goes a little child running in the background, like that's actually refreshing to me, quite honestly. Now, look, like, you're looking being, at a guy. Humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, look, I, I've I've always always that person, especially the early part of my career, that had to make sure I presented a certain mystique. I mean, it makes it sound so pretentious, but it, like you know, when you're young and you're trying to prove yourself in your career, you really want to try to put on that shine. Yeah, you have to have that that thing of glitter when you walk in a room, and it's like a, <laughs> it's just like a bomb of smoke, and Brian comes walking out. <laughs> and here I am, and they're like, that glitter is never going to come out of the carpeting. It's hey, like, that's yeah. not my problem. <laughs> it's your problem, but it's you're going to remember it every yeah. time you yeah. see that. Yeah going to randomly just appear again. But I I know that now it's like, oh, I get to see a different facet of you. You actually begin to understand what people deal with and what is most useful for them to be able to start to be productive again or how they can run their life. And I yeah. think what's happened is that there has been a increasing amount of flexibility in certain work situations. And what I've enjoyed seeing actually is industry articles coming out about work in general where there's not really a cost difference per se if somebody works from home. And the reason why they said that, they said you have to send equipment to the house. You might buy a chair or a desk so they can be productive at home. And so the metric always like, well, what does it cost to have this employee here? Is it cheaper to do one way or the other for a work situation? What they found is that there's really not a cost benefit as far as like the equipment you'd have to invest, but what there is the cost benefit to the person, there is the the benefit, like the the benefit of not, not having to drive your car one hour each way in the commute. Yeah, and if That's you're a, lucky, if it's only an hour. Yeah, I knew some people that were driving two and a half to three hours one way. So it's like 
insane. Okay. Or taking a, or driving their car to a park place and then take a train the rest of the way. Yes. It's like, okay, that's nuts, you know? It, nuts. Especially yeah. when you don't have to do that. And you've basically given back somebody, what, six hours of their time if it's a three-hour commitment each way? Yeah. And those people have found, and I've talked to these people, they've found that, look, I can invest that time into my family and into my work. They, they end up giving more time to their work because, and they're more productive when they're working because they're not worried about that commute. They're not exhausted from that commute. I know that uh, I used to commute all the time. And when you're tired to drive home or even drive to work the next day, it's daunting. You're like, well, like some days you feel like, why am I even leaving? <laughs> I'm just going to be back here in like nine hours. <laughs> you know? So it's like, so you start thinking to yourself, like, is it worth it? And I think that a lot of the answer has been no. A commute isn't worth it um, for a lot of people and a lot of jobs. Now, I know a lot of people that were thrilled to go back to work, too. You know, especially like maybe three days a week or two days a week that they're going back. And that makes sense. You know, a lot of that makes sense. And I understand that hybrid model, too. So, I mean, it really depends what you do and who you're working for. Because mm -hmm. that's just, it depends what your job is. How you're connecting, what you need to do for the type of work. You know, what it also does, too, is people now will intersect with you who you've never met. And they're going to think that how you work is normal for you. Right. But it's maybe just brand new. But they're not going to have that context. See, people coming into your context are going to assume, well, this is how so-and-so rolls. You, and you might be in the middle of a transformation. And you might go, oh, wow, like now I can do it this way or do it that way. I think sometimes when people move jobs, as we've been talking about jobs and things, it allows them to also kind of reinvent themselves without being in the same environment. Yeah, and that's helpful because like, if you were known to be one way at a job, like if you're always the person doing everything, like let's say you have a group and you're always the person doing all the work, it's great when you switch jobs because all of a sudden they don't know that you're that person that does all the work. So you can be more like de delegatory and you can be more you know, like complimentary to the group. I think a lot of people have gotten into rhythms and patterns that do need to be broken. And sometimes the only way to do that is to switch jobs. And that's a frame break. The frame break is not only how you've perceived it, but how other people are perceiving you. And you have a chance of reinvention. And I would encourage everybody to take the, take the opportunities. Some of you already have, and that's wonderful. And continue that. Continue the spirit of continuing to break your frame and reframe yep. it and break it and reframe it again and again. Now, I know we talked a lot about basically white collar jobs where you're working from home, but there's a lot of jobs that you just can't work from home at. And <laughs> I always, yeah, I mean, a lot of jobs that you just, you know, construction work, uh, food service, hospitality, anything like that. You got to go into work. To those people, I know that a lot of those people are unhappy with their job situations. This is a great time, too, for a frame break and just think like reinvent yourself. You know, like figure out what you want to really do. Take that time because like uh, my doctor told me, use the COVID time to your advantage. You know, when mm -hmm. I was talking about my weight one time with him and he's like, yeah, you need to lose weight, but use that time to sitting at home to your advantage. I go, well, I wish I was sitting at home all the time, but I'm not. But that is the thing. Like use the time to your advantage because you only get it t so much time. So do something you really want to do. And it, it, it doesn't take. Sometimes it is a hit, you know, like, oh, I got to take less money. I got to do this or I got to do that. But think about the benefits you're going to have from it. And it's a long game. It's not, rarely is it just a short-term game. Sometimes right. it is. 
Right. But these situations that have presented themselves allows you to actually change your trajectory. I think we've seen a lot of bounces, a lot of change directions. And when you're seeing job vacancies and they're saying, well, why is there such a labor shortage? It's because people are rediscovering themselves a little yeah. bit. It's not that they don't want to do that job. They just don't want to do that job for, you know, 750 anymore. <laughs> yep. I mean, I don't blame people that, you know, are waiters and waitresses or if they're in a job that pays minimum wage, you know, and they want to better themselves. You know, they got to take that risk at some point. And sometimes I think the pandemic has taught people what better time than now, because you never know when that time is going to end for you. You know, you never know when you're going to have to get or you're going to get stuck in something that you're not going to want to be in. So start reinventing yourself. It takes time. It's not just like overnight. And it's it's honestly a mindset of how you want to grow. It's saying like, I'm willing to continue keeping this fluid. And I think about, uh, what was it? There's, there's a, um, I'm not saying this elegantly at all, but there's like, I, th I think it was like a certain play slime that my daughter had or something like that, that began to dry out that wouldn't dry out. Like if you just kind of worked it every now and again. Right. So yeah. you can kind of become old and crusty or you can stay like malleable, but it takes you constantly going and doing it and that's not the the ways that we'd like to settle in i think like human beings want to find those areas of being sedentary and especially in thinking i, I, I know you do <laughs> especially as you get older you want to do that i think that people in general want the pattern of familiar so if they find something that's familiar and comfortable they're just going to keep doing it so do something new something non-normal preferably not legal <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, you know, not um, illegal is what you meant to say, right? I did say that I not enunciated correctly. Oh, okay. Maybe I just, maybe. Oh yeah. We had a a um, leg spike. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you're telling people to go out and do illegal things. Oh no. I said, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do illegal things. I'll say that clearly now. <laughs> Funny. That's good advice all the time. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I know. All right, Josh, let's put a comma here and let people chew on a little bit. Huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. 